Hello and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my good friends and GBG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Paulson, as well as our very special guest, Get Mads. Welcome, good Hello. sir. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on and uh, yeah, let's talk about some, some news. Yeah, yeah absolutely. but yeah. before we actually continue, we do have a word from our sponsor, so let's bring that up. This video is sponsored by Opera GX, the world's first gaming browser. Opera GX is the browser I've always wanted. It's tailor-made for gaming and packed with features that let me get the info I need while giving me the level of control over my browser I've always wanted. GX Control lets me limit the amount of resources Opera GX is using from RAM to CPU to network usage, and it is a life saver. I can dedicate a specific amount of memory to my browser, meaning I don't have to worry about it closing it before I open a game or start a stream like the one you're watching right now. GX Corner gives me the info I need on upcoming releases for all platforms, and it even lets me track which stores have great deals on games, including those monthly free games on all the major platforms. It even has Twitch and Discord integrations, so I can keep up with my favorite streamers and see what's going on in the GVG community all without leaving my browser. This is easily my favorite feature so far. It makes managing the channel so much easier. Opera GX is also incredibly customizable. I can change up the colors of the browser to match the TNT colors like I did here, listen to music in the background, pop out videos so I can easily watch while I worked in another tab, and so much more. Opera GX has finally, finally made me ditch Chrome. The new hot tab killer, which shows me which tabs are using the most resources, forced dark mode, free VPN, and so much more make this the browser of my dreams. Check out the link in the description to download Opera GX, and thanks again to them for sponsoring this video. Hey, how about that? I know I'm not wearing the same shirt, but uh, <laughs> thanks a lot to uh, Opera GX for sponsoring this episode. And huge thanks to uh, our own patron, Brandon Breakroom Arcade, <laughs> for helping me figure out how to do some of the uh, cool editing tricks that were used in that uh, in that sponsored spot. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool that we were able to uh, get that hammered out. And again, huge thanks to Brandon for, for helping us out with uh, getting that as nice looking as possible. I appreciate all the help. Anyway. Absolutely. It sounds like we're, it feels like we're making the big time, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. guys. Congrats. Yeah. It, it's and really cool that we, we got, got our first VTuber and our first It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes, that is really cool. Before we get into the actual news, though, we have to do some uh, updating on our own because, Steve, if you lift up your hand, um, hi, people might notice <laughs> something a little different about you. Yeah. Oh, what happened? So, uh, What's going on I, there? I was a uh, I'm I'm both I'm two things when I'm not here. I'm a dad first and foremost, but I'm also an idiot. And <laughs> so uh if if y'all have ever seen the Simpsons where where Bart and uh Lisa are fighting and Bart's windmilling his hands like in an attempt to hit his sister, <laughs> uh I was doing that in a very feeble attempt to entertain my kids. And apparently I did it way too hard right into my own leg. And oh, I just no. jacked this whole hand up. So Oof. it hurts like hell. Oh, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I sacrifice a lot for the fam. But <laughs> yeah, doing like even holding the mouse is uh, is not great. So <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that. Oh, it's totally all right. It's all, you know, it 
it'll be fine. I went to the doctor. They x-rayed it. They're like, oh, it, you know, maybe don't do stupid shit anymore, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, we, they. We yeah. need to come up with a cool story for you, though. We need like a good war story for you. I know. You. Like, you know well, I was practicing. Say, I, I was training under a waterfall, like practicing my shore. You can, you know. I was practicing under a waterfall, and a shark came out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I you love think it. The hand is bad. You should see the shark. There, <laughs> there's something about kids, Steve, because you know you you bust up your hand. I you know bust up my butt falling down the stairs. <laughs> oh my, my god. Kid. Um, it's, it's oof, something else. Also real quick. Uh, looks like Ash's volume needs to come up a little bit, Steve. All uh, right. To, uh, yeah. Ash, why don't you increase How's on that? your side? Cause I have all the stuff set. Cool. How is yeah. that? Hopefully. That seems better, I guess. Sounds good. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Something yeah, that's what happened to, to good old Steve. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. Th- thank you to everyone in so the chat for your that, concern. Man. I'm, I'm totally okay. And the leg that I hit. Is totally fine, which is ridiculous. That's good. At that least, at least you didn't damage both your hand and your leg. I'm, yeah. You know what, Ash? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of your spirit. I'm like Metal Man. I'm weak against myself. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's a that's a nice cut. I love I, that. I was gonna say it's a it's a shame it wasn't um, the left side of you that you busted up because then you'd be all right. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. Nice, man. Was, we're we're all becoming. When I joined, this is this is a good experience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> By the way, uh, Derek, I found the other th- the, the two upgrades, so we're good to go for the. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. We have five new EPs tonight. That's crazy. Two upgrades and, and three new. Incredible. Ones. So oh, yeah, congrats. unreal. Um. Anyway. Let's go ahead and jump into the news because we got seven topics. A lot of one of which, probably two of which, there's a lot to talk about. But the first, and we'll go ahead and bring that up here. The first is a follow up to something we mentioned on a previous TNT, where Microsoft said about increasing the the uh, cost of Xbox Live Gold, essentially doubling it for the year. And within that same night, shortly after we recorded, they reversed <laughs> that decision real quick. <laughs> so oh God. Yeah, uh, I mean, of course they did. What? Who? I mean, how how many people did this decision have to get through? Uh, all of them saying, "Yeah, man, this sounds great. This is a great idea. We're going to double the price of live gold. People are going to love this. We're going to get no blowback whatsoever." How, like, how did this even make it out? Or, but you know, maybe uh, it maybe it was planned. Maybe they they were just you know generating attention. Uh, did they you know, do it? Was there anything in particular which they added, or was it literally the same as last year, but just with like just half, like double the price? Yeah, it is exactly what they offered last year, just double the yep. price, which is hilariously bad. <laughs> right? That is just it, weird. Yeah. yeah, it really is just, yeah, they, they, they raised it to $59.99 for six months of live gold, up from $59.99 for a year. Like they just straight up doubled the price. It was unprecedented. And of course, people were pissed. Like, yeah, people complain only, about the Switch yeah. being twenty dollars a a year. Like, of course, people. Yeah, about that. like when Nintendo's online seems like a good value in comparison. You know, you've screwed up. Yeah, and exactly. and you know, perhaps they just did this to generate some attention. Obviously, the the conversation is predominantly being controlled by the PS Five right now. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of people talking about the Xbox Series X compared to how many people I see talking about the PS Five on social media and such. So. Maybe they just wanted to co-op the conversation. I did notice that they used this announcement as a kind of vehicle to say, hey, by the way, we're also going to make it so you can play free-to-play games like Fortnite uh, without Xbox Live Gold going forward. We've heard your complaints, and we're listening. 
So maybe they wanted to call attention to that by doing this. I kind of doubt it. Um, Real quick, just turn turn your uh, volume down just a hair a bit, according to Brandon Ash. Uh, But in the meantime, um, Brad Sams on Twitter uh, and I saw this because of uh, good friend John Cartwright, John um, retweeting it earlier, said that, you know, it's like people were saying maybe they need the money for the cost of uh, running these, you know, running the Internet, running gold. You know, that's that's expensive. Um, and Brad Sams uh, on Twitter, I think he's he's part of like a financial thing, from what I can tell. Uh, executive editor of BWW Media Group, apparently. Um yeah, Microsoft put $15.5 billion into the bank this year. They're fine. Wow. <laughs> they are fine. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't think there's an excuse yeah. for this. I don't think there's yeah. an excuse, an excuse no, for there was raising the price reason to do this. Expenses. Yeah, my guess well, is this and is it, I mean, it wouldn't be... I'd say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, well, yeah, no, no, go ahead, please. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like if anything, this was probably publicity because I can't see mm. anything like a, a few of my UK friends have said that they see about as equal amount of people saying that they're going to buy the uh, Xbox Series um, S and X versus the PS5. But to me, I haven't seen anyone talking about the, the series. I've only yep. seen people mm. talking about the PS5 and even talking about pre-orders like now, like my roommate has been saying he's still trying to get his pre-order and I'm like... Yeah, I haven't seen anything on Xbox's side. So I think this is really just to try and get them to have a name out there. Even if it's bad publicity, it's still publicity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arkwing in the chat says, this was just to try to make uh, gold seem less valuable than Game Pass and to try to make people go to Game Pass, which that's pretty likely as well. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. I wouldn't expect uh, yeah. At Microsoft, the same time, though, when you're... Oh, go ahead, Steve. I, I was going to say, they... You know, it's like the old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And Microsoft, I feel like they have this history of doing stuff that is objectively anti-consumer and bad in in the name of trying to make things better somehow. And, and I agree, Game Pass is still like an amazing value, continues to be, in my opinion, the best value in gaming, especially since they didn't increase the price of that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, forcing people into it, by by dramatically increasing the price of the base service is just stupid like and it shows i mean it's such a transparent strategy because if xbox live costs truly went up so much that they had to do that then why did the game pass subscription price not go up um yeah right you know which includes xbox live and this would have been questionable in any any time any year you know in any situation but to, to not consider the optics of doing this during a pandemic when people are already struggling, like True. really genuinely struggling. And, mm-hmm. and to, yeah, I mean, to, to not think about the fact that, hey, you know, maybe this isn't the best look when people are already trying to make ends meet during a pandemic. And on top of that, their, their competition isn't doing anything, any, anything of the sort. You, know, you don't see PlayStation doing anything like this. So wow, just the optics here were so bad all around. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they certainly... I don't want to say good on Microsoft for for reversing the decision because the decision should have never been made in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. But at least, you know, at least they reversed it quickly, I guess. Yeah. They learned quickly. It was a, enough of a blowback that was like, well, let's let's uh, pump the brakes here. <laughs> yeah, at least I didn't try yeah. and just keep pushing it being, what are you talking about? This is fine, guys. It's fine to raise yeah. it this amount. Like that would yeah. be way worse. Need I, to keep I, that goodwill for Game Pass. <laughs> I yeah. have to say, Mads, I am so deeply impressed by your facial expressions 
because I know Me behind too. the scenes there has to be a lot of work going into making that work. And, Wait, what are you uh, talking about? This is just me being myself. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Like, do I look funny? I don't know so, if I look funny on screen, but this is no, like, no. yeah, maybe there's like something. You in look my amazing. Face. Like, oh, maybe great! Oh, thank you, face. thank you. Derek. This reminds me of of one of the new episodes of Animaniacs, where like I think Dot sings a song about turning everything cute, and so the entire oh, yeah. world is just seen through the filter of being everything being hyper stylized and cute and anime and big eyes, and that reminds me. Yeah, of exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into pro- what's probably the biggest story of the night? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, let's pop I'm that ready. up there. Sorry, is this uh, AC or no? This is GameStop. GameStop, right? Stonks, GameStonk. All right, throwing it up. <laughs> Game now. Stonks. Yes. All right. So we had a uh, we planned to talk about this a little bit before because it's like. Seems like the you know they were rising, 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 and then they were going down again for the last time we were going to talk about this. But we we're like, ah, eh, there's not a lot of news. We'll just hold off. I'm glad we held off because this story just got crazier and crazier all the time. And you'll forgive me because I'm going to be kind of verbose here, trying to um, explain all this because essentially this has become a game of chicken between uh, hedge funds and Reddit. That is not a good combination. <laughs> um, so uh, this was kind of um, summarized by a person on Twitter named Oddly Z, Z Dark. Um, that's where I grabbed it. But this is where I saw, and it made a lot more sense to me uh, how it was all done. Or maybe it was Aushin uh, that did it. Um, I don't know. Either way, Aushin on, Im- on Imager put this whole thing. And here's the basic gist of it for those who might not understand. So the basic idea of stocks is you buy the stocks and it goes up, you get an increase. It goes down, you lost the money. So you buy $5 worth of stock, it goes to $10. Congratulations, you made five bucks. It goes down to $1, you lost four bucks. Um, However, there exists a thing called short selling, which is the opposite, where short selling makes money when the stock goes down in value. So what short sellers do is borrow someone else's shares and sell them with the goal of buying them back later and pocketing, pocketing the difference, uh, difference as profit. So the idea is, uh, you know, he uh, borrows, you borrow somebody's shares uh, and you uh, borrow them for $1 and you sell them at $10 and then promise to give the stocks back. So if the stock goes down to $5, um, you know, he, you know, he all of a sudden makes it back at a cheaper price and make some profit um so what basically what happened is a hedge fund tried to force down the price of gamestop and short short the stock and that usually it's been done time and time and time again but they did it so much with gamestop that it, people caught on because they took it from twenty dollars to ten dollars to four dollars a stock they almost bankrupted the company and made billions of dollars doing this <laughs> and then enter Reddit and Wall Street bets, a subreddit of, you know, that's in there. Because someone figured, noticed that the hedge funds shorted GameStop of 140% of the shares available, meaning that they got so greedy that they borrowed more shares than actually existed. And when they, when Wall Street bets realized this, they told everybody. Uh, because here's the rule with short selling. All the shares that they borrow must be paid back. There is no exception for this. They have to be sold back or paid back. Um, 
So realizing this, the Redditors and a lot of people who just noticed this uh, bought every share they could get their hands on from GameStop, driving the price up as much as possible because eventually the hedge funds have to pay those back. So if they borrow millions of shares and sold them for $10, they made $10 million in immediate profit. But they eventually had to sell those back and they didn't have a choice. So what they were at when the where the stock is at now is what they have to buy them back at. So they might have made $10 million, but because of where the shares were at at a certain point, they had to spend $147.98 million getting oh those shares back. <laughs> they lost just in that one case. Early on, they lost a hundred, nearly a hundred and forty million dollars. So <laughs> no biggie. Yeah, but then it gets uh, worse. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh and then God. it then it gets worse. So eventually, no. the due date for these hedge funds needs to return when the borrowed shares comes closer. So what do they do? They doubled down. They short more because they sure that they can manipulate the stock market enough, like in the past, to get it to crash and thereby save themselves. And every attempt so far to crash the stock has failed. It's dipped a bit, but they've always brought it back up <laughs> on Reddit. It is amazing. <laughs> so insane. everyone knows what these people are trying to do. And with every little bit of extra attention it's getting, more and more people are buying the stock, destroying the hedge fund in the process. So eventually what happened... Um, is Melvin Capital, a multi-billion dollar hedge fund, needs a bailout because it lost so much money shorting GameStop. They borrowed billions off another hedge fund. And that was yesterday when the stock price uh, was $76, at least when this was put up with. Then it went up to 147 That was when the stock price was $76. At this point, at the time of this writing, it was at $148. So it doubled. Whoa. So, um, Yeah. Those hedge funds are still trying to short the stock at uh, 130% of the available shares. And that's, again, how greedy it was. So all these hedge funds are now uh, on the national media stuff, on with the, the, the people that cover the stock markets, crying about the, the market manipulation, which is what they were doing in the first place. They're like, no, 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 normal people can't do this. This is all for us. This yeah. is our yeah. job. This is what we mm -hmm. get to do. You people can't do this. However... Um, <laughs> the gamer people on reddit have an ally in elon musk and what you might not elon musk you know you can say whatever you want about the guy but he has a uh bone to pick with these hedge funds because they have tried to do this to tesla multiple times he's made it not happen so he uh hates the short sellers and with a single tweet elon sent the price skyrocketing from that $148 to $230 a share. No, no. Yes. Wow. So now, all of a sudden, a huge number of wealthy whales have started to jump in, buying up huge amounts of stock at crazy prices. And these, and, uh, and the investors don't care because they don't they care about how expensive they buy the stock for because they know the hedge funds must buy the shares back. So a lot of them don't even care this if they lose money. Up. They just want to see the hedge mm -hmm. funds burns, uh, burn. And the thing is, already Melvin Capital is definitely bankrupt. They already got one bankrupt. They already got one bailout. They're not going to get a second. And it's basically again hedge funds versus Reddit, and it's I love really this. insane. Now again, <laughs> this person says, um, you know, they're not. 
recommending whether you should buy GameStop or not. They don't, they're not a financial advisor. They're just covering exactly what's going on and how it's essentially a game of chicken. And when the game ends, it's going to be a house. It's, it's going to crumble. And there's people that are going to be losing millions. Uh, it is an utterly insane, in, uh, utterly insane situation. And they're replicating it with other things now because now I'm hearing about them doing the same thing for AMC and other places that are kind mm-hmm. of struggling that the stocks were low, that people were short, short selling with, and now they're doing it again. And there's stories on Reddit where people did this with just a little bit of money um, and somebody got the the $4,000 they needed to uh, get their dog uh, veterinary care that he was otherwise he was going to die and lose him. There was a very sweet story about that. The other person was like, this doing this whole stock allowed me to get my father the surgery he needed help out these normal people and all of a sudden you know it's like hey this is actually helping people for once but god forbid the billionaires lose money all these people who are you know it's just revealing that the stock market is other bs and it's just a gambling ring essentially the grand sense of things like the way stocks can just change and shift at any one time is insane I am mystified by all of this, but I'm not buying GameStop stock or getting involved in any of this because I'm a, I'm a, yeah. adverse to gambling because this just seems like dangerous. Well, no, I think that's the one thing. Guys, everyone watching, do not, we probably no. say, do not buy in GameStop. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably too much. I don't have the money to spend two hundred and three hundred dollars or whatever in shares. Yeah, exactly. Right now to get exactly. that. Well, if you got Eric, it early, gonna... you're in a good spot because I I did see somebody I think invest like. 50,000 early on in GameStop stock and they now have like 26 million and they haven't sold out yet. Oh my god. What That's so, so good. Jeez. I mean Derek, I was going to say like you might have a, a future a future as a stockbroker. You know, man, I mean like that that whole oh, explanation. I I, I got to no, no. this guy. The person no, I'm reading okay, fair enough. That's the who did it. This but I, you I delivered my head it, as around though... it at all until I read this thing. So all the credit to Fair enough. <laughs> Well, you delivered it as though you are a confident stock market expert. I uh, I don't understand stocks at all. I wish I did because I feel like I could probably have made a nice tiny bit nice, of money if I had yeah. going into it. <laughs> but I don't understand the whole – I don't understand the stock market at all. It's just not something I've ever really gotten. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, relating that post in such a way that even someone like myself could understand it because it's never made much <laughs> sense to me. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I think – oh, oh sorry. No, I was going to say, I think what you said, Derek, about it being gambling is pretty true because it's, if you think about it, stocks is kind of like, it is gambling, but it's smart gambling. Like, it's sort of mm-hmm. like, if you if you study it and understand it, you'll probably increase your, your chances, but it's still going into it. You'll probably, you should expect not to win it back just when it comes to like gambling and stuff. So, you know, it's a lot of people just jumping on it when it from a trend is really freaky to me. And like, I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a weird world. Yeah. I see Westegg in the chat bot, six shares of AMC, which is probably a smart thing. You go in small, you're probably going to make a nice tidy little thing and get out of there. That's probably mm-hmm, a smart yeah. play, especially when it's just yeah. starting for AMC. Yeah, the, uh, that might be me a good play. I think, yeah. I think my favorite thing about this, if you haven't been to Wall Street Bets on Reddit, woof. That is a place. <laughs> oh, really? I checked it out the other really? day. Yeah. It is it is fucking awful. But um, <laughs> it, it's like watching two people you hate fight. Like no matter what happens, the average person wins. <laughs> like the I, bad I guys on Reddit versus Reddit the bad people, guys especially on Wall from the, some of the stories that are coming out about 
this actually helping people with no yeah finances. good things are happening uh my my point is that like i don't have a dog in this fight i'm not invested mm. in it literally like i'm financially not invested in this yeah. which i'm thankful for because this just looks like a stress ulcer waiting to happen um but it I, I find it interesting. Like it's like Godzilla versus King Kong playing out on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, yeah, nobody really. likes either of them if you're just the pedestrian standing by. But it is yeah. cool to watch. Yeah, it yeah. Really... I mean, I never, I never thought I'd find myself on the side of a of a Reddit mob ever. But here we are. I mean, I'm pretty much going to join any side against you know against bottom feeding billionaires who continue just to take from you know regular people and rig mm-hmm. the rules in their favor so here we are 2021 and i'm siding with a reddit wall street mob Never yeah, thought that would the government <laughs> I mean, is wall already street looking mob. at right going in here because it's kind of exposing how useless the stock market is in the grand scheme it doesn't mm-hmm. actually do anything that, that and it's is like valid. oh crap the, the, put the cover back on get it back on don't let people understand this stuff or figure this stuff out or realize that it's all just hypothetical like yeah. it's mm-hmm. like how you know, people, uh, companies firing a bunch of employees can all of a sudden make the stocks go up. It's all hypothetical or Nintendo announces something about how, what this big new thing, their stocks go down. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they go up with Pokemon go? Was that like a really big, something? I think I remember something afterwards, but I think maybe initially even like, you know, it it seems like initially a lot of people are like, "Ah, I'm getting out here before it's changed. I don't like change. Let's get out. Uh I have, I have watched uh, the Nintendo stock for years now. And cause I've always wanted to be a stockholder in Nintendo. And Mm. I've learned that you, if, if you want to get into Nintendo, uh, buy towards the end of a generation, right? Like towards Mm -hmm. the end of a hardware cycle. And then, wait for the first trailer uh, no joke wait for the first like actual trailer for that new piece of hardware and then sell the day after because it will it will go through a tremendous spike like from wii u to switch nintendo stock shot up like a huge amount but then mm-hmm. by launch day it took a nosedive again because mm. no matter what you expect for whatever reason wall street like way overvalues how much hardware nintendo is going to sell on day one of anything Steve, and, I think and- it even went down sooner than that because I remember like watching the January presentation for the Switch uh, with my brother. Yeah, you might. And be. he's really into yeah, he's really into stocks and stuff. And then he was he looked up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, check the stocks for Nintendo, and it was like they're down <laughs> after this like crazy good like trailer <laughs> and stuff. I was like, because we were like, um, oh no, like growing up with a Wii U, you can't really boast about Nintendo very much if you own a Wii U. It was kind of hard to it was a hard sell. <laughs> but then when the Switch yeah, uh, when the Switch like full um like presentation came out i was like oh my god let's see what the stocks are like and they were low they were very yeah. low so the, yeah you're probably, probably the right difference between the expectations of like financial experts and nintendo fans is hilarious because yeah, yeah. i was uh, i yeah. was at that jam like uh, a press event just before the january presentation and i was like damn this thing's gonna light the world on fire and then, mm-hmm. you know, and I think every Nintendo fan was felt the same way. We were all rushing out to buy this stupid thing. like, mm. And and Wall Street's yeah. like, nope, not good enough. <laughs> Try again. 
I, I think the the cherry on top of this whole thing is is the fact that the subject of all this is GameStop. A, a, you know, I a know, company right? that, that most gaming enthusiasts about this all if it, at all if it yeah. wasn't for the fact it was GameStop. Well, and just the, the sheer irony and the fact that that most gaming enthusiasts don't really have a lot of ga- love for GameStop anyway. I think most mm-hmm. of us were kind of fine with the, with the idea of them going out of business, uh, yeah. other than the retail level employees who would suffer from that. And of course, that's mm-hmm. always that's never mm-hmm. okay. But you know, GameStop is a corporation kind of kind of shit so i think you know yeah. the fact that, that this is all about gamestop is just you know horrifically ironic um z patty also brings up an important um, important point in the chat where they say i only play the stock market and i actually retweeted something uh earlier today that i think we can all kind of safely blame nintendo for teaching you know teaching gamers about the stock market through animal crossing this is <laughs> they cause and, this. How, and how to play the, play the system exactly how to game the system they caused this Totally, GG Nintendo. By, yeah. by the way, I'm I'm with Amy. Like uh, she's uh, in the chat saying, "I'm nervous of stocks. My dad lost everything with day trading, and I'm still scarred." Like, yeah, that's yeah. I, there's too many stories like that. I'm not I'm not getting into that. It's just yeah. I don't. That's why I don't play the lottery. I just like no, no. I might no, have had a chance to make a good amount of money, but mm, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. But yeah. Anything else to say about GameStop? Because otherwise, it's like let's move nah. on from this ca- this chaos at least. <laughs> All right. right, let's go ahead and bring up our next topic. Speaking of the stock market, we got new stuff in Animal Crossing as they've shown off their next free update, which involves Festival or Festival. I'm not sure how that's pronounced, and the Sanrio collaboration collaboration amiibo cards are actually coming to the West for the first time, which as Sugar Conway tweeted, well, that value just went down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it, it's just one of those things. And yeah, I mean, I don't really play a lot of animal crossing at all, but Hey, more animal crossing Same. people. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and I I'm loving Pave here. Pave is fabulous yes. and colorful <laughs> and I love that costume and Pave Shake might it. be my new favorite villager now. If if Pave counts as a villager, I I you know, count like Pave. special character. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for, oh, go ahead, please. Oh no, I, I like. I'm not sure if you guys have felt this. Do, do any of you guys still play this game or have played Animal Crossing New Horizons recently? So I no, tried to get into I, it, but yeah. Amy got sick, and I I had to, I just yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm the yeah. most avid Animal Crossing player of the GVG crew, and uh, I I've not really been active with it for quite a while Mm -hmm. now like i'll come back check out holiday updates in fact i think i tweeted my last tweet about animal crossing was during the uh christmas event and i was still wearing all my halloween stuff from the last (laughs) yeah no that was me too i was doing the same thing like uh i don't know i have one friend um who like plays the game every day still and at this point he says he's just like collecting furniture like that's his main goal is just filling out the catalog and i'm like how are you still having fun just doing that like Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's crazy like it's good for people who who still have fun like that um but personally for me like even though i'm a lot of content about it um like i just can't really get back into it like i i think it's i don't know it's more frustrating because even though this game has a lot of content compared to like, I don't know, the previous ones on paper over time. It just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot less exciting and, or it feels more so that you have to sort of make up the fun um, versus Mm. other, um, other parts of the series. That is a really, really great way to put it because yeah, I I like that idea that you have to make up the fun because yeah, once you've 
caught, you know, once you've caught your fill of fish and bugs and you have, there, there reaches a point where you just have way more than enough money and you've done all the things you want to do to the island. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you show up and you're like, oh yeah, like, what do I do now? There's nothing left, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't need nook miles if you don't need to improve anything, you know, <laughs> you don't need money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is kind of just like, oh, I'm here and I'm, I got to find something to do. And, uh, I think that's been a weakness. The series has always had like you reach yeah. a point where, where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing left for me. Um, that said, mm-hmm. I do like these updates. I, they're not mm-hmm. going to pull me back in 100%. They won't pull me back in. Uh, right. the Mario stuff in particular that's coming in March, I think is cool. I've always loved it when Nintendo uses animal crossing to cross over with their other franchises. Oh no, I, I agree. 100%. Bring back the mm-hmm. damn NES yeah. games already. That's a cool feature, but yeah, that's like, I don't know. That's lost the time. Honestly. Well, I also guess if you have NES online, you don't, it, it doesn't really fill exactly. as much of a void that existed before, but yeah, and I'll, well, yeah, and, and Animal Crossing, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I've I mainly only play the handheld ones, and I got more than my fill, so I didn't even really bother with New Horizons. Uh, yeah. I, I did a, a PAX preview with with Derek, um, be in the before times of PAX East 2020, and it was like one of the most boring previews I've ever done because it's not a game that demos well, and it's just. Yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten more than my fill of Animal Crossing. It was but basically that said, run, around it, run around and try to yeah. show stuff that people might be interested yeah. in. Although, yeah, um, I mean, I think but, you know. yeah, I think it Go mainly ahead. comes from um, like if you're a creative or like use it as a creative outlet, then it's probably brilliant. Like it, it's Absolutely. and especially especially for staying indoors and stuff, it's been great for that. Um, but for like as a regular video game, like it is, it is not. It is. It doesn't apply in the same rules. I think. I think it's hmm. this game especially, like New New Horizons. I feel like has a lot less to do for people who like the video game aspect of Animal Crossing in terms of, hmm. um, or like I don't know if you compare it to games like Stardew Valley or uh, or Harvest Moon. Like, I know it's not like those games, but if you you know, like I sort of visualize uh, like New Leaf and uh, City Folk. Well, let's go to the city as it's called uh, in England. Uh, hmm. Those games sort of more like that where it's, I don't know, I felt a lot more attached to the characters, and in New Horizons, I see the same lines over and over again from villagers, and I'm like, oh. I don't know, it yeah. really kind of takes you out of the experience. Yeah. Um, and there's still no Brewster, where you can't exactly. have Animal Crossing without coffee, without a cafe, man, come on. Bring, yeah. bring back Get Brewster, and then maybe... Hey, that, that alliteration, I feel like that makes a good hashtag. Bring there back Bru- bring back Brewster. Say that five times fast. <laughs> but yeah, if they bring Brewster back, I might uh, maybe it'll it'll pull me in if I can get some some Animal Crossing coffee in my in my village. Or my exactly. island, I should N- say. Nintendo yeah. also tweeted out there are more new items coming to the game as well, including so there's more furniture for your friend to collect, including a Rossetti model, along with uh football themed gear, which okay. And what I think is the coolest aspect of this New Year's customs from around the world. So oh, that is like that. Chinese New that's Year, cool. Korean New Year. That's, that, 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 cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I I, I recall in uh, in New Leaf that those items were locked per region, like they were region locked, and oh, so okay. you could only get certain. I think you could only get certain items depending on what country you were in. But with New Horizons, it's a lot more open uh, and it's available for everyone, uh, regardless of region. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, again, it's it's like I just really like because I really liked it when they added the uh, like uh, the what was it the Halloween or the the one where they added Rover for Rover update. I had a really good time with that. Oh yeah, maze. that I one wish was they fun. Just did more fun events like that. 
like ones where they yeah. add these items, but there's a specific fun way of doing it. Um, like I really wish they did like a Halloween maze. Um, like that would have been so fun. Uh, but instead it's just, you know, sort of standard stuff you do on your island. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. But it's it's something. It's more content for a game that's uh, still doing quite well for Nintendo. But it, obviously, for once you get a little farther in it, it kind of loses the luster. But mm. uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to a subject. Uh, subject. I'm sorry if I screwed you up earlier, uh, Steve, because I, apparently I mi- I skipped the topic. Sorry. No worries. That's yeah. I threw that up on the screen for a second. I was like, wait, we're <laughs> we're off yeah, track. Sorry. <laughs> I completely missed it. So let's toss that one back up here because cool. <laughs> So new details have emerged on IO's upcoming Bond game that we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, it is a all-new digital Bond that is not inspired by any Bond actor. It has an original story that could easily be turned into a trilogy. And IO has 200 employees right now and expects that number to grow to over 400. It's, this is all from a Danish article that includes other details such as uh, meeting with Eon Productions. Um as apparently somebody saw thought uh, somebody named Barbara Broccoli didn't think previous Bond games were worthy enough and violent for the sake of violence. Um, however, IO's uh, uh, pitch convinced her. So um, I am excited for this. And IO has been on a hell of a streak lately, lately because Hitman 3 just released. And I saw another bit of news where they... Um, made back their production costs in the first week of sales from Hitman. My God. That's insane. Which is fantastic. Yeah. I I picked up uh, Hitman 1 and 2. haven't got a chance to really play through them yet just because I saw some playthroughs, and it looked really fun. Um, And it is kind of cool how you can just approach it. Like, it's one of those... Weirdly, weirdly enough, couch co-op games, I feel, where you're sitting with somebody else, you watch them go through and make an attempt on this life, they don't quite make it, and then you try it with your own tactics and basically pass the controller back and forth to see who gets the kill and move on from there. I I, I like games like that on occasion, yeah. and Hitman seems to fill that niche. And again, to see them take... Basically, everybody's just imagining a Hitman gameplay with 007. That makes too much sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Like I had no idea about this, uh, like, any news about this game. So that's really exciting because I I didn't grow up, of course, with the uh, N sixty four rare version, but I grew up with the uh, the Wii Goldeneye, mm. and like okay. I love that game. Um, and the first Hitman game I played, and that was really fun. So combining those two together sounds like a really really fun time. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it's, and I think doing okay. an original. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I, I was just gonna say I agree that the Hitman style of gameplay would be exceptionally well-suited to a 007 game. And I like the idea that it's not just going to be another run-and-gun kind of game. As much as I love Goldeneye, I never felt like a spy in that game. I just mm-hmm. felt like another dude with a gun killing lots of people. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I like the idea uh-huh. of of having a 007 game where you actually engage in espionage, spy-like activity. That sounds cool. I am here for it. I haven't played Hitman 3 yet. I have it, um, but, you know, time. <laughs> I have to find the time to <laughs> yeah. play these games. Well, I, I think key to all this is the fact that they're apparently planning on building their own original Bond universe and not basing the character on any existing version, like any movie version of the character. And I think that's really important because that allows them the creative freedom to build a Hitman-style experience because, you know... If they were going to base this on the Daniel Craig version, which happens to be my favorite version, that that's a very physical incarnation of that 
character. He's rough. He's brutal. He's not necessarily all that covert. He likes to get into yeah. his fights. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, that wouldn't really work for, you know, a Hitman style experience. So I'm really, I, I, I like the Bond universe in general. I, you know, I, uh, not, not counting some of the more problematic aspects of his character dating back to the 50s. But I, I enjoy, you know, the Bond IP and, and the character. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do here, especially with IO on such a role. I, I think they could do something cool here. And I guess they're whispering about this potentially, if it does well enough, becoming a trilogy, like building a whole story. And I think that's a really cool idea if they can pull it off. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I feel like this is a, a really good chance at a next level Bond game and. I think IOs earned that um, uh, earned that sort of reputation that they I, have at this point. Real like, quick, I want to so well. I, I want to weigh in on uh, Eddie Beals on the chat says IO should be brave and go for that Idris Elba Bond. Hell yes, I have mm-hmm. wanted him to be Bond oh, for yeah. a long time. I would I would love for <clears throat> them to use him in the role. But 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 <laughs> I do want to say I like the idea of Bond being an original digital character because that means that like. 20 years from now we won't be in a final fantasy 7 crisis core situation where <laughs> celebrities like no you lost your rights to my likeness and this game is locked away forever so yeah if they can no, lock it's a little it, smarter to, yeah yeah it's it's way smarter to do this i mean we saw already with uh spider-man ps4 like having an original spider-man and lots of people admire that spider-man as being their favorite um, despite like you know all the movie yep. uh, incarnations and stuff so this will definitely this is really fun and yeah, as you were saying about longevity, uh, definitely like this, it means it can hold up in the future and there's like no, you know, repercussions of the IP and all of that. Yep, mm. absolutely. And uh, Steve, just as an aside, you probably already know this, but I, I, I love the idea of, a, of an Idris Elba Bond, but No Time to Die might already have done you one better with Lashana Lynch because she plays 007 oh, that's in, right. in that movie. So, so there is a black woman who is... 007 now she's not obviously james bond that's a different character but yeah so no time for that might have already done you one better there that's so we'll true. see how I, the movie I can't turns wait out to see but that. yeah me too i'm so and I, I i was actually looking looking this up to make sure and i guess i just found out that no time to die just got further delayed so they can reshoot Aww. nokia product placements Come on! I just want to see this movie. I mean, I'm I'm excited for theaters to actually be open and safe because I'm excited for Godzilla versus Kong. I would rather see that on the big screen for a movie like that. But yeah, but like I'm not going to risk my life to watch Monster Hunter. Like that's not something I'm going to do. No, right. But yeah, I mean, I I would like to see this movie in particular in in theaters if that's possible. So maybe. A further delay is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Mads with the yeah. unintentional perfect segue, though. Oh, oh, of course, yeah. Oh. All right, let's that, go ahead and we... jump over to our next um, topic. And I think I think it's what you're referring to because Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> yep. This a special edition ad- edition switch of from based on Monster Hunter Rise is confirmed for Europe and Asia so far, likely coming to other regions. And I gotta say, even as a non Monster Hunter fan, like I've not really played or gotten into the series, this is a beautiful switch. <laughs> yeah, same. It really is. This is. Uh, do any of you guys do any of you guys play Monster Hunter or are fans of Monster Hunter? No, I, well, um, not really. Not really. Our our good buddy Brandon does. He's our Monster Hunter guy. 
Um, right. Well, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing since Four Ultimate on Wii U. That's what introduced me to the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I don't know. This is definitely compared to they had a 3DS. Um, they had a 3DS version, uh, mm-hmm. like a special edition, and that was quite cool. But this is way better. This is way better than that one, in my opinion. Like, I'd, the, I don't know, the gold, the pro, even even if you don't give a Switch, the Pro Controller, the Pro Controller alone yeah. looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. Agreed. It's beautiful. I, yeah, I, like, I could see myself, you know, possibly wanting to get one of these. If, if there wasn't a potential Switch Pro coming down the line soon, even as a non-Monster Hunter fan, as you guys said, this thing's beautiful. Yeah, mm. for me, I'm all about the Pro Controller. I'm not the biggest fan of the design on the Switch. I think it's cool. Um but you know, it's got I've, a I've lot going on, on. Yeah, it's got a lot going on, and like I said, you know, the the Mario one that comes out is is way more up my alley in terms of just color and and being yeah. loud and and uh, fun to look mm. at. But I mm-hmm. do absolutely love this Pro Controller. I want this. I, I will probably it's, import the Pro uh, Controller. I'm just happy that they're actually making custom switches now. Because for a while we had like nothing on that regard. Like compared to how many um like special edition 3ds's we had um yeah and even like you know we would you know there just wasn't that much and i i remember seeing a lot of complaints about how there just wasn't that many different variations like we thought oh we'd get this type of joy con or we could get this we could get that so i'm really happy mm-hmm. that in the past year or so we've been getting these special editions absolutely yeah, yeah the yeah. Uh, one thing i want to point out vedron hotik in the chat says the kickstand always screws up the design yeah what the hell nintendo <laughs> like, uh-huh. can, can you not yeah. color these is it is there something about them that you can't screen print designs or what like the I mario guess. one too is all red and then you have the black kickstand um yeah that's ridiculous yeah it's really really weird uh the other thing that you mentioned mads that i found interesting was uh joy con like i'm surprised nintendo yeah. has not released like gamecube joy con or or just you know exactly joy con that mimic other other popular systems like when the switch was first announced all these really cool fan mock-ups of potential like different joy con ideas yeah. came out and nintendo did precisely zero of them no they <laughs> yeah. look so cool like imagine having yeah oh you want to play with a gamecube controller on the go for, for smash like, that could easily... I know it'd look kind of silly in the mock-ups of just a GameCube controller sword in half uh, as uh-huh. a shotgun, but still, right. that idea is so cool, and it's not utilized. It's like the idea of... Um, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, how there was rumors that the Wii U could support... Or maybe this is true. It could support two gamepads and all the different ideas with that. I don't know. It, it's it's really mispotential, but I know there's a lot of third parties doing things like that. But still, it would be really really cool to to see that. Maybe later in the line, or maybe with the that's what the Switch Pro uh, rumors might have or something. <laughs> yeah, if maybe. I if I remember correctly, with the Wii U and the two gamepad thing, like Nintendo themselves confirmed that it was possible, and yeah. they just and they said like, oh, maybe later down the line we'll release additional gamepads and and software that supports it. I think it's just a victim of like the Wii U's failure. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah. nobody's buying it anyway. It's quite that, and I think the gamepad itself made up like a hundred fifty dollars of the console's price or something. Um, yeah, right. ridiculous. <laughs> it, it just seems like one of those weird slam dunk things that they have no interest in doing. I like. I would be curious to know how well the custom theme sold on 3DS because that's like kind of falls into the same bucket. How are there not mm-hmm. themes on Switch yet? Beyond no, that is basic ridiculous. Black and basic white. Like maybe awful. maybe they actually sold terribly and and we're just not aware of it. But I have to imagine that I've... custom themes based on Nintendo IPs sold really well All for right. 3DS. Hold up. I think Nintendo just hate money. 
It must be Obviously, you hate money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, I remember, I, I personally loved the themes on the 3DS. I Same. have dozens of themes. And mm-hmm. my favorite one is the Dreamcast theme for the uh, 3DS. If you've ever... Yes. Who, who owned yeah. a Dreamcast? Right well, here, baby. I'm gonna... Hell yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I, I never so, had a Dreamcast. The Dreamcast had a particularly loud uh, disk drive that oh, yeah. made kind of like a whining sound when you turned it on. And no joke, if you have the Dreamcast theme on and you flip open your DS, it makes that same optical drive what? whining noise. Oh, no way. And I was like, this that is, is insane. the oh, my best. Like, yeah. whoever yeah. made this loved their Dreamcast. And I, to, to this day, it's still on my, my 3DS. I think I bought it in both the American and Japanese eShops so I could have it on both of my 3DSs. Like, nice. It's just it's... insane that the 3DS themes went to a point where they were having themes on other game consoles which weren't Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we're just wanting colors. We're, I'd happily just have a blue and a red or, like, yeah. just a Mario theme, but we can't yep. even have that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy that they haven't taken this opportunity to work with it yet. Um, however, the only AI, uh, the only UI they did update was add that Nintendo Switch Online icon to the home screen, which looks, I don't know about you guys, but I really yeah. hated when they added that a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> awful. The, it uh. speaks volumes to how little they've done to the Switch UI experience because I was excited that it showed up and then I opened it and I'm like, yeah, there's there's nothing here for me. Yeah, but we should like, be excited a about yeah. a, a button to pay them more money to play online. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Nope, but anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Hopefully, we'll get news that'll come. It's coming to the uh, states as well, but so far, just Europe and Japan. But moving on to our next topic. All right, pop that up there. So, Super Mario 3D World previews have uh, come out today, and a lot of new details uh, came uh, came out of this, particularly from GamesBeat, who just outright said. How long they t- took them to beat? <laughs> Which, you know, knowing Nintendo, I get the feeling that probably isn't something they wanted out there because <laughs> I, I've, I've experienced Nintendo embargoes. Usually, they're a lot more tight-lipped than this. But according to GamesBeat, it only take it takes three hours to beat Bowser's Fury and another three hours to unlock the 100 cat shines that are uh, in in this mode. Uh, apparently, Bowser's Fury takes place in one giant world, and within that large, uh, when the, within that world, exists smaller subsections, which are like the individual stages. They all they just all exist in the same open space. Many of them as islands in a big lake, and each of these areas hosts a handful of unlockable cat shines. I saw one say how how the world kind of shifts after you beat one, and it kind of becomes the next one. Interesting. And, um, some are more hidden uh, and require you to collect multiple items to unlock, uh, similar to the red coin challenges from Mario 64. And some only become accessible if Bu- Fury Bowser blasts a wall open with his fire breath. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, you basically, you can't hurt cat, uh, Fury Bowser unless you collect enough cat shines to turn into a giant, uh, the, into the giant Giga Cat Mario. And, um, and you basically have to just dodge your attacks to collect a cat shine or he tires himself out. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, seems pretty cool overall and, uh, seems like a pretty nice mode, but again, three to six hours, that sounds about right from what I've heard about this. Did I expect a hundred? Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. Imagine if they had this be like 12 to 20 hours or something. And then on top of 3d world, 
Like that would be insane for content. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all. The only thing which mm-hmm. really sort of upsets me about this is it means that we might not get uh, like a an Odyssey 2 or like a 3D Mario for a long time. Oh, because yeah. knowing Nintendo and knowing the past year and how it could have like messed up with with timing and product and you know production and stuff, it it's sort of strange. It kind of puts it in a in a weird limbo where I'm not really sure when we're gonna have another you know uh, another sandbox Mario game. Um, in a similar way of like the situation with um, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe when that came out, because we've been saying, oh, there could be DLC for it, or they could do a Mario Kart 9. Um, so I think this puts 3D Mario games in another strange position. Um, so maybe like we can expect like Mario Sports games, or maybe a new 2D game in the next few years. But yeah, anyone who was hoping for uh, a Mario Odyssey 2, I wouldn't hold out on that. Maybe I think we'd have to wait till the next generation after switch. I wonder though, only because I think you, you definitely could be correct there, but at the same time, Odyssey, you know, depending on how they approach development, it could reuse a lot of assets from Odyssey one, which would cut down on the amount of, you know, on the, on the amount of original development work they needed to do for it. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? I'm not saying that'll be the case, but it's possible that we could still see an Odyssey two. but I, I think you're definitely right to caution you know, people against assuming yeah. one is is on the way because yeah, yeah, because like again, this happened with Mario Kart for me, where I was like, oh, okay, we have this, so are we going to get a Mario Kart Nine, and then nothing with that, and you know, I'm just trying to play it safe. I do love the fact that they are adding a lot of content which uh, Wii U owners didn't initially have. Um, I think that's really smart. Like, compare what you're paying fifty nine ninety nine for with this versus fifty nine ninety nine for. Um, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Whoa. Like, yeah. come on! <laughs> yeah, like, this is ridiculous. That this is, is very ama- true. Yeah. Like yeah. the amount of content getting in here versus that is is astronomical. Like that that game removed content with the challenges. This one adds uh, a new six hour campaign. Like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like, I have yeah. no complaints with this. And apparently, it- Bowser Jr. is pretty cool in this as well. I saw another. I uh, read another preview where uh, you can set his AI to not help at all, help a little bit where he'll take out the occasional enemy or basically send him to high, like, well, he'll just attack everything and just slaughter everything in his path nice. and take care of things for you. And of course, he's also the two-player mode, so yeah. seems pretty neat. I, I think I'd want to set him to not help at all just to keep him in character. Same. I mean, Bowser Jr. is not going to willingly... I guess we don't, we don't know the context behind what's going on with Fury Bowser. It's God Slayer Bowser, people. Come on. Um, I guess we don't know why, you know, why or what's happening with that, but I can't really see Bowser Jr. wanting to help Mario that much. Although he does in uh, Paper Mario Origami King, so yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I just did a video with my friend Jack where we talked about it was before this news came out, uh, but I just went on like oh, okay. yesterday where we talked about um, uh, Bowser's Fury and about how Bowser Jr. really hasn't been out of a clown car for years. Like he's just been stuck in there, and and I, <laughs> I, I think it'd be strange to see him walk around now. Like, because he, he's, uh, I don't know, like, in Smash Bros and this, it's like, he's never yeah. outside of that clown car. And um, another thing which we mentioned in that was that his paintbrush from Sunshine doesn't have EGAD's logo anymore, which is, yeah, which is super strange. Yeah, it has Bowser Jr.'s new logo, just like his regular logo. And they did this for Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo World as well, where he holds the paintbrush, but there is huh. no mention of EGAD. So it seems like they're kind of like slowly removing ega i mean they obviously started because he hasn't been in any game since well i mean luigi's mansion 3 was in so no exactly it's kind of weird that like i guess they're trying to make just luigi's mansion a separate thing or trying 
keep it separate from the main Mario franchise. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. It it's feels a, like really they're weird. trying to put Luigi's Mansion in its own, like, different universe from the rest of the Mario games, which is unfortunate yeah. because yeah. I like E.C.A.D. He's cool. Yeah, no, he'd be so I mean, cool to appear in, yeah. He yeah, should be in a Mario Kart. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. he, he almost was. He he was uh, he was removed early in development from Mario Kart DS. Like there there insane. are files within Mario Kart DS that reveal that he was planned to be playable in early early development, and then they removed him. So maybe this maybe this uh, shadow effort to to scrub Egad from the main Mario universe actually started <laughs> back in the Mario Kart DS. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe halfway through development of Mario Kart DS, we were like, actually, we don't want this old geezer hanging around. Get rid yeah. of him. We can't have him. Let's have Rob instead. <laughs> Yeah, that, I that, agree. That, though he's perfect. he's a charming character. I kind of wish he'd show up a little more. I, he's a he's a yeah. charming character from Luigi's Mansion, and I enjoy his presence when he does show up. So, but this is the same case yeah. with like so many Mario characters where they're just left to the side, and it really I, it right. made me so happy when they added Pauline um, and references to to Donkey Kong in Odyssey mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my god, they're actually touching an old character, and I'd much prefer Ooh. this rather than adding new characters. Yeah, people Agreed. like continuity. You can add new characters. People feel, but people like to see those old characters do things. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. and right. I, I think that's, and they kind of get that with Bowser Jr. because you know Bowser Jr. is his own thing. But the clown car, you know, serves a purpose as well because that is nostalgic as heck for people who played Mario right. World. But we don't see Bowser in the clown car as much. It's really yeah. become right. Bowser Jr.'s thing. Oh God, imposter! Remember Toadsworth? Yeah, where he disappeared off the face of the planet. Oh, oh God! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. Um, Maybe one thing I noticed. Um... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go. You go, Ash. Oh, uh, one thing I noticed in this 3D world uh, in Bowser's Fury news dump is that it doesn't at least reveal what, if any, reward there is for getting all 100 cat shines in in the Bowser's Fury portion of the game. I imagine it'll probably just be another stamp for, you know, for photo mode or something, but. You know, maybe or, there's some cool reward at the end of all that. Well, that could be a new character. Dun, dun, dun. That could be. I, I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. But yeah, I've seen yeah. people say um, about the um, the Calico Cat being Daisy. I've had a few people say like, "Ooh, that could be like an unlockable character because the Calico apparently means Sarasa in um, Japanese, or wow. at least that's what she's referred oh, to." Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Calico Cat, uh, which is showcased with. Um, the you know the blue cat being toad and the red being uh peach and, yeah. and, and so, so on right. and so forth uh people saying that the calico cat could possibly be daisy but you know i'm not 100 percent on that it would be really cool to see a new character you um it'd be really it'd be nice to see them yeah. do something with daisy outside the party and racing games i exactly yeah i i imagine real quick i and i we've derek and ash and i we've all worked with nintendo embargoes before in, in a way, I hope that Daisy's not in the game for the sake of the journalists that are covering the game right now. To be clear, we don't yeah. have the game yet. No. Um, but Nintendo loves to do this thing in their embargoes, or at least Nintendo of America loves to do this thing where they take whatever the best part of the game is and then in bold font at the top of the embargo tell you not to tell people about it in very specific terms. So oh, I yeah. guarantee yeah. you, whoever yeah. has the game right now... If if there is a hidden character like Daisy, their embargo almost certainly started with "Do not reveal that Daisy is in the game." So they I can, spoiled I it. Can for tell you right off the bat, the original release of Super Mario World, the C three D World, that was a thing because do not tell people Rosalina's in the game. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget the embargo for Smash Wii U because one of the things that you couldn't talk about was the fact that Flat Zone X was in the game. Like Flat Zone X was one of the last <laughs> was one of the last revealed stages in the, in that game stage roster and. So not being able to talk about, but 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 it had already been revealed in other territories outside of the U.S. 
So not being That's able to talk weird. about it ironically made it seem like there was something more exciting the, the, the waiting in the wings than flat zone X, but there well, wasn't. And it just do, muddled the messaging. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you, you do, do yeah. don't reveal flat zone X, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. Have you guys heard any of the music which has been revealed from these pre-releases? I have not, but I heard that the uh, metal theme when Fury Bowser's around is pretty pretty awesome. Oh well, I need to hear the music. Yeah, so far, like just from clips on IGN and Nintendo Life, which I've seen, I've seen three tracks. There's the uh, the main like Bowser Fury music, which comes on where where Bowser Fury appears or whatever. Fury Bells or whatever it's called. And then there's been two Overworld music which I've heard. One is really catchy. Um, I don't know, like, yet again, like, I still listen to 3D World's uh, OST all the time. And mm-hmm. this is no exception. Like, the music sounds really good, super jazzy. Um, you know, just what you ah, I can't wait. Thanks for letting me know. I hadn't realized there were music previews out yet, so I need to check. I'm a huge video game music nut, so I, I need to check that yeah, out. Me too. Yeah, nice. I didn't find an exact... Uh, I didn't find, like, an exact... Um, link to just for music but if you just look at some of the preview or the gameplay cool. you will notice that there'll definitely be some new tracks in the background yeah cool 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 really quick jake pelka i just want to say i, I love that the toad's worth i can hear the toad's worth dialogue in my head reading that yeah blah 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 i just i yeah i read that and i hear it <laughs> and it's in G- my head G- now. I, I just yeah. i just have uh egad in my head just that little kick, 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 you know, oh yeah yeah little laugh <laughs> yeah well, the expression I gave Egad in uh, Luigi's Mansion Three was insane. I love that. Mm. Like I don't know, they've they've really built on his character, which just makes it more. It just makes it sting more that they, uh, I guess, are reckoning him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's end off. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our last topic of the day. This is a. Whew, this is a. <laughs> this is something. So, Activision's in the news again because apparently. Uh, they were in an interview with Vice, I believe, or not an interview, but um, I, I didn't read the full, I wasn't able to read the full thing. But the main takeaway is Activision has said that uh, that having an, to interview at least one minority candidate for any hire is an unworkable encroachment on the company's ability to run its business. What? <laughs> Yeah, you can't make this shit up. I mean, what a dumb, tone deaf thing to say. I mean, I, I mean, it, it really. It, actually, uh, Rami Ismail says it perfectly on Twitter in, in a comment about this, <clears throat> saying, "Imagine, imagine admitting your Rolodex is so homogenous that finding one minority person is unworkable." And that, I mean, that says it all right there. Like, what is wrong with you, activist? That doesn't sound like a sentence. That like that doesn't sound real. Yeah. yeah. So apparently it was a shareholder proposal submitted by the AFL-CIO uh, um, and the lawyer, Activision Blizzard's lawyers rejected it. And that's when they said it's an unworkable encroachment um, because it's on the, it's on the gaming company's ability. It's an encroachment on the gaming abilities, abil- uh, gaming company's ability to compete for new talent in a highly competitive, fast moving market. What? <laughs> like, so I guess the uh, subtext there is it's only easy to find the proper talent if they're looking among white, male? white yeah. men. Yeah, like what? Straight white yeah. men, I, I imagine. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, get out of here, Activision. I mean, at, you know, it, it's not as though they have a whole lot of goodwill to burn up anyway. And not that they need to. They're going to be fine you yeah. know, forever, money-wise. But this just is so gross. It's so fucking gross. 
I'm reading yeah. through it now. They, this same proposal was sent to EA. I'm looking to see if EA responded to it at all, but Activision certainly did. Yeah, Activision, the EA is, might be like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that <laughs> after seeing I mean, this. The, the gaming industry is so diverse and people that, that work on stuff. Like, I don't mm. understand how how this would be a detriment to them at all. Like, I just don't understand it. It just really doesn't make much sense at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't understand how this is a hard thing to do or, or why this is the response. I mean, I, I dug into the story while Derek was, was talking about it just because I like to think like, oh, maybe it's just the headline. But one, it's written by our good friend Patrick Klepek, who did our story as well. And mm. uh, he, he tends to not sensationalize his headlines, you know. So no. I once I saw he was on, right. I was like, oh, I probably don't need to go much further. This is absolutely accurate. But I... I I read through it and I'm just like, yeah, this is no matter how you slice it, this is bad. This is not like, this is not taken out of context. This is not something that somebody who is only loosely affiliated with the company said, and it's being attributed to Activision as a whole. It's their freaking lawyers <laughs> saying, yeah, uh, we can't possibly look at people who aren't white. That would be hard. <laughs> like, how, how do you do this? Especially as a lawyer, you have to know, how badly this is going to reflect on the company you're representing. Okay, so EA did respond to this. Uh, they said they would consider the proposal, saying, saying we're in regular conversations with our shareholders and we value the feedback we receive. In accordance with our standard procedures, EA's board of directors will consider the stockholder holder pr proposal. Uh, the mean, board is committed to maintaining hiring practices that promote inclusion and diversity at EA. More broadly, EA believes that a diverse and inclusive workforce is key to our success. Uh, it fuels our creative cultures and enables us to create amazing games and experiences for millions of players around the world. EA is committed to attracting diverse, dynamic talent, prioritizing, prioritizing inclusive values and practices at every step of the employee journey. So, yeah, EA did this better than Activision. Wow. Oof. Good job, Bobby Kotick. You know I mean, when you're worse than EA, you're in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. I mean, this is just, it's indefensible. And I mean, you know, I guess the sad truth is that Activision is going to laugh all the way to the bank, no matter what, you know, given, mm -hmm. given their IP. And the thing and... is, there's like in this proposal saying you have to hire them. They just say you have to interview them. Right. And, and as, as, but as, even um, that's too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And as Jacob, you says, even the A response is a nonsense response. They aren't rejecting it, but they're out there. They are not saying they will do it. They're just acting like they already do. So yeah. I, feel, uh, I, thought we past, I thought we were past that point where if someone has like a non-white name, they you know like i remember hearing statistic that people who had black sounding names weren't hired as much but like i thought we were past that like we're, it's 2021 like come on we are 100 like, percent, unfortunately not past that yeah exactly and, i mean <laughs> yeah. if anything, anything 2020 yeah. demonstrated in well the last four years we are not past that yeah mm -hmm. so well yeah yeah i mean i mean yeah this doesn't help like yeah. you have the benefit of not being from the u.s which is yeah. helpful uh, yeah these uh, days uh, yeah the uk has its own issues from what no I've read, yeah so. and that's not i mean say... i did just to let you guys know i did move here just before lockdown um which was ridiculous so actually i've been living in the u.s since march oh um, wow okay oh, yeah yeah and it's you know like i went to some protests when i was living out in la and um like you know it was just insane to have to go from like you know just living out in the country uh in in good old uk um to you know living out in in a city during a pandemic and then during a, a social you know upheaval. yeah exactly 
Well, I'm just curious. I live in L.A., so where where in L.A. were you? Because, uh, indeed, oh, L.A. during the pandemic and the riots was – and the protests. Yeah, no, I was um, I was intense. in L.A. County. Like, I, I was living in L.A. Oh, County okay. for a while. Um, and nice. then uh, – yeah, I just – but I, when I moved there, I wasn't able to – uh, like lockdown literally just happened, so I wasn't able to get my license. I wasn't be able that to sucks. get like my credit oh, card wow. set up. I was just stuck uh, there to rely on my roommate and my friend to get around. And then I ended up having to. I was like, you know what? I am unable to live here. Like this is this is not a life where like you know I'm just this is not the right time. Maybe I'll come back in the future. No, I ended up, um, yeah. yeah, I moved to to New York to be with uh, some of my family who lives here. Like my brothers. Oh, man. Oh, cool. yeah. Way, yeah. So yeah. I moved here like a few years. Um, I'm jealous. That's such a shame. It's like, yeah, being born and raised here, it's great. I mean, it's too expensive, but it's great. But yeah, like yeah. moving here just as the lockdown started, not a great way to experience LA. That sucks, man. Yeah, no, it really did suck. Uh, I mean, my, my mom's from California, so it was kind of cool to like see some of the places she grew oh, up. Nice. But still, nice. just, oh, cool. yeah. no, it, it was not the right time. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Um, Jake, Jake I... Pelka is asking the LA riots what? There, there was rioting that occurred during the peaceful protests that happened that, you know, that were separate from all the peaceful protests going on. And so that was pretty freaky for a little while because I'm not that far away from downtown, <clears throat> but by and large, the vast majority of the protests here in LA were peaceful. So, no, I went to, I went to a, a peaceful protest with my friends and nice. during it, a, like, I'm pretty sure like a, a cop van just rammed into, into the crowd right in front of us. It was insane. Like no Sounds one, no, right. no, yeah, there was no casualties, luckily, but still, it's just insane Damn. to see that. It was really scary. My God. Yeah. Hey, well, on that uh, uplifting note, thanks, Activision. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we've covered all the major headlines. We got stocks. We got Mario. We got Microsoft. We got uh, Activision. It's a hell of a day. But um, yeah, that's all the major headlines from today's news. But thanks again to Opera GX for sponsoring tonight's episode. And remember to go download it for free at the link in the description. But uh, before we sign off, of course, we have to give a special thank you to Mads for joining us for this episode. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me at uh, Get Mads. It's a YouTube channel. I know it might sound crazy, but yes, I do have a YouTube channel. And on Twitter, it is Get Mads as well. Um, you can just, yeah, it's just get mads on everything except for on Instagram. Someone took my username, so it's get more mads on that. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. thank, you so thank you so much, everyone, um, everyone for having me on. Uh, I, you know, this was great to be on and I'm so happy to, uh, to talk news with you guys, even if some of it isn't, uh, is kind of depressing. Um, hey, that yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we uh, thank you so much. We'd love to have you back anytime. It's been a true pleasure, man. And it's been great meeting you and uh, good luck on all your content. And, and uh, you know, good luck just becoming bigger and better in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. You guys. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Open door anytime you want to come back. This was really cool. And, and our first uh, non-human guest. <laughs> wow! Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is, uh, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I fall. I just have my webcam on. Oh gosh. Um, but of course, we also have to give special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. Thank you so much. You all are all so wonderful. And in addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And that list keeps on growing because these fine <laughs> folks include, here we go, Rob, our man X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, 
Floating You, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, Mama Hi, Bowling. <laughs> Geller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Nalbolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Game Explain, Charles Zaz, Andrew Medeiros, Jonathan Belmare, Katie Kongfax, Patrick Harrison, Scott Barber, Evernight Studio, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Azran127, Phantom23, Sean Garrett, Shadow the Cat, Guillaume Monet, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, RMM, Top Dog23100, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deneth, Coda, Lucky Wonderfish, Brandon Bovia, Octopuppet, Charlie Bird, Matthew Wong, Asish Joshi, Michael McCall, Eric Flapjack Ashley, Jackson Jordan, Sky Blue Flames, Young Ben Kenobi, Hyrule Hermit, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hugo J8A, Seth Walker, Jway, Macalau, Ken Roulet 09, Hooby, Marcos Conscious, Wolf X Blake, and Moon Macarons, Demon Kid Zaraki, Spencer Katie, Leanne Mustafa, Brooke, Frequent Positron, Nick Waterman, The Legend of Groose, Vedran Hutik, Vedran Hutik, excuse me, and our five new EPs today, Kane, Captain Finlandia, wonderful name, 60 Minutes <laughs> in 60 Seconds, Brady Power, and Douglas Chomics. Huh. And remember, Man. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. the list keeps growing. <laughs> My God. I love Can we it. get a round of applause for Derek for <laughs> saying that all in one breath? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that was definitely not Indeed. one breath. Oh, hey, there's 60 minutes and, one, and 60 seconds in the chat. Welcome. Uh, but remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Also, a reminder that uh, the end of this month is the end of our founders tier for Patreon. As long as you support us at $1, you will have access to a special founders uh, chat in the uh, in, uh, in, in our Discord uh, where we can just talk with everybody there. After that, we'll have uh, something a little different, but th- that is our special three-month opener. So thank you all once again so much for watching, for the support, all of that. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night, good vibes. See you. Good night, everybody. Bye.